Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Well, we have a really, really fun podcast here this week. I recently sat down with Fran Rogers. You might have heard him singing the national anthem before Patriot games, Celtics games, even some Red Sox games as well. Uh, so I, we, nice enough, I was a high school classmate of his, and uh, he works for the Boston Sympathy, also sings with them as well. So it was a really cool podcast. We explored how he got involved with singing the national anthem. It was just a lot of, lot of fun. Uh, so with that, we'll go right into the podcast. I'd like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you need, to, you need to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. Just go to bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up and get more details. All right, let's first hear from Chestnut Hill Technologies and Stone Lovin' Pizza, and then go right into the podcast with Fran Rogers. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast here presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Well, 
We're very excited uh, to have a, a guy who I've known for a long, long time, going all the way back to high school, Northwest Catholic. You may know him as well from watching Celtics games, Patriots games, as the star singer in the national anthem. He was even on Monday Night Football uh, as the live broadcast for the national anthem. But let's please welcome Fran Rogers to the podcast. Fran, thanks so much for the time. Hey, Mike, I'm glad to be here. You know, Fran, when I think of Fran Rogers, you know, you're one of those people you come across, you've been the same way. I feel like I've been talking a couple of years, you're the same guy, just a genuine, nice person. And Fran, that goes all the way back to the Northwest days. I remember you uh, all, all the way back to ninth grade. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Mike. I'll send you the check later. <laughs> but let's let's Fran, let's just go to your your story now. Let's start back Northwest. Um, I know you're always big into music, but you know you had a lot of other interests as well. Just talk about how you all got started uh, way back in those days. Oh yeah, I uh, you know it's funny. I I just I guess just got to talk to a, a group of kids at Northwest at the, uh, the honors breakfast that they have there, and. Um, one of the things that I told them was my life has been full of rejection. Um, and, you know, it's just all about kind of keeping going. And I, I brought it back to my, to my Northwest days and, you know, kind of wanting to be, wanting to play basketball, realizing that I was not, you know, big country, uh, like I wanted to be. And, uh, <laughs> and then kind of moving on and finding different things. And one of those things was music. And I still kept my love of sports, but music kind of became the big thing. And I, I, um, I, I never really sang, and I didn't want to sing because my brother did, and I, I just didn't want to do that. And uh, there was one day that I was in, actually, jazz band rehearsal, of all things, and uh, a, uh, I can't remember the, the gentleman that did the uh, announcing at the games. I can't remember his name, but um, he uh, he comes in, he says, we need somebody singing the national anthem. So I said, hey, what the heck, I've sang in the shower. Um, so I raised my hand, and I went in and did it, and... Uh, since then, the the, the, uh, the choral teacher was kind of just said, "You're going to join the chorus now." So I, I joined the chorus, and I've been singing ever since, and uh, kind of taken off. Um, I, uh, in addition to to the day job, I have a fledgling opera career, um, which has been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Northwest was really kind of the start of everything. Um, you know, I I, uh, I ran track. I wasn't very great at it. Uh, I should say I did the shot put, and I wasn't very great at it. Um, I played tennis. I was okay. Um, but music was really kind of where I I found where I was going to be and uh, and ran with that. Can't re- I can't forget, you're also Mr. Pop-Tab guy in Northwest. I remember those days. <laughs> oh, the Pop-Tabs. I remember there was, one, there was one announcement I got really, I got a pretty good amount of trouble for, and that was... Uh, what they deemed a dirty joke over the intercom and uh that that i mean it worked out fine in the end but i remember being very nervous that day but the pop tabs will go on every day and make that announcement about those things yeah (laughs) (laughs) so now fran let's take it now you after you go leave northwest you go to holy cross were you still involved with singing choir uh at the during your college days Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, that was really kind of where where the voice took off for me. I um, I started studying privately, and uh, I I you know did did the, the choirs there. I did solo work there. I also did acapella groups there, which took up a big chunk chunk of my time. Um, but it was you know it was uh, Holy Cross was 
was a great opportunity for me because it, it taught me how to be entrepreneurial music, which actually kind of brought me to where I am today. Even when you just talk about something as simple as the anthem, um, which is, which is a lot of fun to do. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I, at Holy Cross, just kind of having to find my way, working with the music department, I, I really decided that's what I want to do. And I thought that I was going to want to go to grad school from there, but, uh, we were talking, as we were talking before, I didn't, um, which also kind of led me to my long, my long journey into singing the national anthem too. Yeah, that's a great segue, friend. I think people who are just watching you and say, oh, you go to Celtics game C on Monday Night Football, they go, oh, you just kind of walk into that. But it's a long journey. Just take us back, you know, after from your college graduation to now, where you've stepped. I know you worked at Fidelity. You worked at Navy Prep. You said, um, you know, the Archdiocese of Boston. Just take us through that journey. So I think I want people to realize, you know, how you had great uh, endurance. You kept it at it and didn't give up. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny because I, uh, in terms of singing seriously, I kind of had given up for a little bit, um, and, you know, things kind of come into your life for a reason, I guess. While I was at Nativity Prep, which was a, it was an AmeriCorps thing that I did right after college, I, um, I was, I started a music program at the school, and, uh, while doing that, some of the kids, uh, encouraged me to try out for the BSO's chorus, which I did, and the... The chorus director at the BSO kind of had a uh, had a moment with me where he pulled me aside and said, "What are you doing? You should be singing more seriously." So I started to, and um, somebody that I actually had gotten to know because of Nativity, uh, you know, worked for for the Kraft family, worked for the for the the Patriots and the Revolution, and said, "Would you want to come sing a Revolution game?" Um, my first time singing the national anthem, uh, actually ever in a in a stadium, in a big stadium was my bachelor party, uh, <laughs> which, which was an interesting experience. Um, so it was the week before I got married uh, in October. So it was October 1st, 2011. And um, I, I, I was pretty much alone with a couple of friends uh, backstage while a bunch of our friends were in the parking lot, you know, kind of doing the things you'd normally do at a bachelor party. <laughs> and uh, and I sang and it went well and from there they they kind of you know they they brought me into the the big show I guess you could say into the Patriots my first foray into the Patriots was uh, was the home opener in 2012 and uh, I remember that was one where there was a lot of pressure because there was a flyover and they told me you know they gave me these figures for. Or, you know, I can't go over a certain amount of time because the planes are timed and and that added to the to the nerves. Um, but my first time at the Patriots, I'm, I'm misfield and I'm standing there. I have this thing called a pitch pipe. And it's basically it's it's like a round harmonica, if you will, that that has every note on it. And I, I blow into the the G sharp, which is what I wanted to start on that note. And uh Go in and nothing, nothing comes out. There's no tone. So, so this is this is, mind you, maybe ten seconds before I'm about to sing. There's no tone, and so I don't think you know. Go down to the note below it, and then just bring myself up a half step. I decide that I'm gonna I'm gonna suck in and get whatever's in there out. And all of a sudden, a piece of plastic flies to the back of my throat with about five seconds left to me singing in front of sixty-eight thousand people. Wow. <laughs> Luckily, yeah, yeah. 
luckily I was able to get it out and uh, it went okay and they've had me back. Um, you know, they've put me in some pretty, some pretty, uh, some pretty big games, which has been a lot of fun, uh, starting with the Monday night football. And it's, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun singing, singing for them and singing for the Celtics. Uh, so the Celtics have been a very fun organization, especially this, this year with the run they just had, uh, which unfortunately ended last night. But uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you always wonder if you could do it, and it's fun to know that it worked out. So that that and that's a good segue. So you you met some you know someone from the Kraft family, and they kind of got you in the Revolution, and that led to the Patriots, and then just correct me if I'm wrong, but that led to you doing the Celtics game as as well, correct? Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm, based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including. State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Well, yeah, it was somebody, it wasn't the Kraft family themselves, it was somebody that worked in the organization, in the Kraft organization. Uh, gotcha. But, they heard uh, you yeah, sing? So they, the, what happens is they, they kind of uh, start you on the revs, uh, and that, that's kind of a, a proving ground, I guess you could say. At least that's what my experience was. I shouldn't say it's what the standard experiences. My experience was that they bring you in for a Rebs game, you do one of those, uh, you maybe do a couple of those, and then I was invited to sing some Patriots games, which has been phenomenal. And they're they're such a great organization. They've been incredible to work with. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun to go out there. And it's a huge rush to be in front of that many people, uh, it, whether it be physically in the stadium, um, on TV, the, the ratings for that, that specific Monday Night Football that I did, which was the last home Monday Night Football game they had at Gillette, was uh, 14 million, I think, um, which is wild to think about. Uh, actually, there was a there was a suit company that that made me a, a custom suit for that night, and when they when they sent it to me, uh, I got it, and the, they had. Unbeknownst to me, they had put the liner of the jacket as the American flag. I think they were hoping that I would open it up, um, and it, I, I ended up not doing it. I didn't. I didn't have the courage. I didn't have the courage to do it at the end. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, it, it was it was a wild experience to kind of have all this stuff around it, and then at the end it went okay, you know. And and you you perform and you try and block out all that stuff. Uh, there's a and there's a lot of there's there's always a lot of distractions. Um, but you just kind of got to focus and block it out. It's, it's, it's fun. And, you know, it's, it's, there's just a lot of passionate fans at times. And sometimes it's stuff like a piece of plastic getting lodged in the back of your throat right before you're about to sing that, uh, that are the distractions, but it's always a fun challenge for sure. 
And friend, you know, just that, that, that remind, kind of reminds me a little bit of when I do a broadcast too about blocking everything out, just focusing on the present. But take us into your mind that those last 10 seconds before you've sitting in front of 68,000 people. Are you in your own zone? Or do you notice the people around you, the, the fireworks, whatever it may be? Are you kind of in your own zone? Just tell us what's going through your thought process. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I would say I'm I'm kind of in my own zone. I am thoughtful to the people that are around me. Uh, it all depends where I'm singing. So if I'm at Gillette, at least now I'm on a, a pedestal, kind of midway between the sideline and the 50-yard line. So kind of right in front of the, the flying Elvis, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, so out there you can... The crowd is almost white noise, and you can kind of focus a bit. Um, there's there's obviously stuff going on in front of you, but in the garden, it's completely different because you're in the middle of the court, and there are there are warm-ups going, you know, going on next to you. There are referees talking. Um, there are there are media personnel around uh, and there's just a, there's a ton happening and everything is literally right on top of you. So it's kind of hard to tune everything out. So there you just kind of have to embrace it and, and be with it. Now I will, I will, uh, if it ever looks to folks like I'm talking to myself, I'm just reciting the words to myself to make sure that I'm focused on those. And I know that, that what comes out of my mouth is going to be uh, what should come out of my mouth. And, uh, and so it, it really depends on the on the the location, on the situation of the day. Um, you know, if there's going to be a if there's going to be a moment of silence, uh, that's that's one thing that you gotta you think about. Um, and uh, it, so there's it always it depends on the on the performance. And then fast forward to when you're coming down this stretch, the home of the brave. What is that? rush like I can imagine with 70,000 people or at the garden 20,000 people you know that you could always the, the cheers begin as the national anthem concludes what's that like for you uh there's there's nothing like it I mean it's a rush it's a it's a huge rush and to to feed off of the energy of that many people is incredible so um I, I do something when I sing. Uh, the only thing I really change at all is I take was still there up an octave. Um, and an octave means I just, I, I, I take it up high instead of going down low. And uh, so when I, when I do that, that is usually what kind of at first gets the crowd really into it. And I like to sing high. So I sing, I sing it high. And uh, I, uh, you know, by so by the time you're at uh, land of the free, it uh, you know you, you kind of feel like you can settle in and you've arrived, and the the thrill of having the crowd react to that is is literally like no other. You know, I um, I I've been I've been blessed that that you know people have responded to me singing the national anthem and. And being at games and being part of that that pregame experience, um, but as much as I I hope that I contribute to that, I I take so much from the energy of the crowd, and uh, I mean just as much as the players. You know, I 
I, I feed off of that. So that, that end of the performance is, is it's augmented by the fact that the crowd is so juiced. Do you, I'm trying to remember, do you have a signature like fist pump, like a Rene Rencourt Bruins type thing going on, or you kind of just do your own thing after, after the National Anthem? Uh, yeah, so I, I've been doing this thing where I, uh, where I, and I don't know if you ever poll your listeners, but uh, I, uh, I, I've been wondering whether I'm going to keep doing it. I've been kind of doing a fist pump in the air, and uh, <laughs> it's been, it's it started because on Monday Night Football, I was just so excited and I had so much energy that it released itself with a fist pump in the air. Um, I, I, it felt like I didn't have any control over my arms. But uh, I, I, I've i kind of kept doing it since. And um, I, I'm right now I'm trying to figure out, is that something I want to continue? Is it not? You know, I, I want to have something I can do at the end every time. Um, but uh, if, you, if you ever get any any thoughts or anybody writing in, I'd love to hear what they have to say about yeah, it. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta pull our listeners after this airs. Maybe like a little Tiger Woods fist pump or something. I don't know, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Get right down. Give a little shout out, and for the bigger games, you know, you go bigger. <laughs> yeah. But uh, hey, well, friend. Friend, to, to, besides the games, tell our listeners too. In the last couple of minutes here, what do you do your your day job and uh, this your sitting schedule? I know it's very busy throughout the whole year. Yeah, so I'm a I'm a very active opera singer. Um, you know, I, I I have a I went back into singing uh, very seriously in the past few years, and since that, it's kind of taken off. So I. I sing lead roles with operas right now, especially around around Boston. But I've gone all over the world um, to sing. I uh, I also I work for the Boston Symphony Orchestra during the day. In in addition to singing with them, uh, make concerts. I guess you could say I'm buttering my bread on both sides. But uh, I, uh, I I work in fundraising for them too, which is which is interesting because it's also in a way a performance too. Um, when you go out there and you kind of have to make those asks, almost as if you're doing sales. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun working for the BSO, um, simply because they're, I mean, they're a great organization. It's music. It's, uh, it's being around music every day. I was, I was lucky where it timed out where, um, our, our music director, Andres Nelsons, um, he's a, uh, he's, he's, he's becoming more and more of a, he already is, but he's becoming even more of a, of a big deal in the, at least in the classical music world. And I was able to bring him to a Celtics game to kind of say, hey, welcome to Boston. Here's, here's something that's awesome about it. Um, and it's, it's been a lot of fun to, to be able to get to know those people and, and just know them as good people, too. So, uh, so that's where I am now. And I've, like we've talked about, I've had a long road, but uh, I'm, I'm doing well and I'm loving both sides of it. So. And Fran, I know you also have a website, FranRogersMusic.com. Just talk about where people can, how they can access that and what they can look out for in your future schedule. Yeah, so uh, they, can, they can get in touch with me via uh, FranRogersMusic.com. Actually, this week, we, uh, we just transferred the domain. So at some point this week, there should be a new website launching, a uh, completely new iteration than what you would see right now. Uh, in terms of my upcoming schedule, I have a few summer concerts uh, that I'll be singing in out at Tanglewood, and then which is out in the Berkshires of uh, Massachusetts and Lenox. 
And then um, I'll also be seeing a few concerts around Boston, hopefully doing a couple of Red Sox games as well, and uh, and hopefully taking some time off so I can spend it with uh, with my wife and my daughter too. Well, hey, Fran, you know, it's it's really good catching up with you. You're, you're doing Northwest Catholic very proud every time they see you and Holy Cross your whole and your whole background. It, it really is quite an honor to talk to you and kind of get a behind-the-scenes look at the National Anthem. Oh, thanks, Mike. The same goes right back at you. <laughs> and we'll be on the lookout. We'll be watching how you finish the National Anthem in the future. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm open to suggestions. Let me know what people say. Well, Fran Rogers, FranRogersMusic.com, Boston Sympathy Orchestra. You can catch them, Red Sox, excuse me, Patriot Games, Celtics Games, Red Sox Games in the future. Fran, once again, thanks so much for coming on uh, the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast. Hey, thank you, Mike. One. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Well, thanks so much once again to Fran Rogers for joining us here on the Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. Just go to bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up and get more details. All right, we'll see you once again next week, everybody. This is Mike Galtieri signing off.